You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. May God bless and keep you always. May wishes all come true. May you always do for others what others do for you. I so love this video. Never gets old. Welcome everybody back to Parenthood After Buzz TV. We are here doing Parenthood Season 5, Episode 8, The Ring. I am your host, Marissa Serafini. And tonight joining me, I have the lovely host. Hello everyone, Tiana Hobson here. Hello, Elena Jordan. Hello, Elena. Welcome, Elena. Welcome, Elena. Obviously, Danica is not with us tonight, but we have Elena joining us tonight, so thank you for being here and filling in. Uh, Elena, you you do the tour for the Parenthood. Yeah, I work with Danica. Yes, excellent. So we have another eyes and ears here on the panel (laughs) with us, another big fan of Parenthood joining us tonight with us, so it should be a fun episode. So let's just get into it. Sarah and Zeke, we start the episode. Zeke <laughs> is in his pajamas. He's all by himself at home because Camille's off in Europe. And he's so like the typical man who finally has that freedom. There's no wife. There's no kids in the house. He's free to do whatever he wants. Eating junk food. Yeah. Um, Zeke is doing exactly what I pictured him doing with Camille being gone. I think mm-hmm. we talked about it last week. You know, the house is going to be a mess. He's, <laughs> I wrote down, Zeke looks like crap, but having fun. And that is exactly what's going <laughs> yeah. on. He looks horrible, but he's in his underwear golfing and putting in his backyard. And watching football. Good watching morning, football. Berkeley. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's just having a great time. So it's kind of fun to see him, you know, without Camille for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's definitely digging his kind of mini bachelor time. Yeah. He still messes her. Yeah. He oh, yeah. Sweet. And we, we see that. But it's it's funny to see him eat all this junk food and stuff because that's so typical when the person who really takes care of you goes away and then you you're left to fight for yourself and take care of yourself and you don't know what to do yeah, and he's like, eating and cereal cream. Yes. cream that was funny fruit loops whipped cream and a banana i mean yeah it obviously like a pregnancy not craving not really like. <laughs> well i know they improv a lot of the show too mm-hmm. they'll do some takes based off the script and they kind of improv it so i wonder if lauren graham when she, oh, she, oh, when she, she, she was like, ew, Sarah. I was like, that was pretty genuine. I think that was probably not that great. And when Sarah did that and talking to Zeke, it really felt like a Lorelai Gilmore moment. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, did anyone else think of that? I was like, that's so what Lorelai would do with Rory. If only Rory was there and they were eating crap food like they usually do in that show. But uh, yeah, so Zeke's by himself and they're, he's enjoying himself and Sarah comes to the house and he's she's just wondering what Zeke's up to like uh this is really what you're doing with yourself (laughs) and watching football and Zeke's like well what are you doing here you know bumming with me you should be out having Having fun fun. because um her hot neighbor guy 
Had Carl. invited Carl. Carl. Yeah, that's that was his name. Yeah. Um, we couldn't remember Carl. his name for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, Carl. Yeah, we think it's Carl. I'm not sure, but yeah, he invited her to his party. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna go to that." I mean, I'm sorry. I get it. You know, you're trying this whole new lifestyle thing, and you want to be independent. You don't need no man, but you still need some friends. Uh, yeah. So so you need to you need to go if for nothing else, just to make friends. And you know, it's so true. With and I'm glad Zeke's the one that pointed that out too, because Zeke needs friends too. Yeah. And the fact that he's saying he's noticing that with his daughter as well, and the whole parallelism there, uh, that was just it was good for both of them to both realize that because they're both alone and. On, on their own, but they do need that social life. They they need to get let yourself out there and have fun. Yeah, and it's hard, you know. Once you're out of school, it's hard to make friends. I was having this conversation with coworkers today. You know, it's like where once you're an adult, where do you go to make friends? You know, especially bars. if yeah, <laughs> bars are like your Club. kids' friends. Their parents become your friends, but her kids are grown and you know living their own lives. They're not gonna. She's not and gonna be a meet PTA at work, or anything. Her work is being the yeah. super. So it's yeah. Like- being like, a super the people in- that she lives with or exactly those are the people that she sees so it's like she doesn't have many opportunities to go out and make friends or find decent guys to date um so you know and, maybe she should and it's not just about having the opportunity it's about sarah not wanting to go out too that also holds yeah. her back yeah. and not wanting to socialize with because we always see her with guys but we don't really see her with female friends mm-hmm. right or friends really at all. Yeah, that's true. She always has a man. She by always her has side. that love mm-hmm. triangle. And which I want Jason Ritter to come I back. I want come him on, back Carl. so Carl, yeah, you're uh, fine. Uh, whatever. Talk but. about it a little bit of news. <laughs> but yeah, so so Zeke convinces Sarah to go to the party and then she takes the beer. I'm like, All right, yeah, do that. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna take this too. You know, you, know, you can't go to a party empty handed. So uh yeah, and then we see Carl being nice and introducing Sarah to the female friends and having that connection. She's socializing. Yeah, and I think it was like a gallery owner or something, you know, because she was like, oh, what kind of photography do you do? So not only is she meeting people, but it's also going to help her career-wise, too, you know, having these connections that he has of these people. Yeah, and Carl introduced her. He's like, oh, she's great at photography. Mm-hmm. That's connecting, networking. networking. That's how the business runs. That's how you get in the biz and establish yourself as the go-to dog and cat photographer, photographer. in the Berkeley area. Yep. That's how you do it right there. So, I, you know what? I would love to see just a night out with Sarah with no none of the other Bravermans, just her having fun with other people. Mm-hmm. And we kind of saw a little bit of that tonight, but I just want to see other friends of hers, other acquaintances of hers that aren't the Bravermans. Yeah. Uh, well, so let's talk about Sarah's daughter, Amber. We saw last week Ryan and Amber, they're officially, well, they've been engaged, but Ryan finally put a ring on it, but Amber's not too happy with the ring size. She's too worried that, too concerned that Ryan spent all of his combat savings on it and gets worried about finances. Do you think that was uh, a real reason why she was upset about the size and not happy with the ring, or do you think there was more to that? I said it last week. I think there's more to it. I don't Mm -hmm. think, I think that she's starting to kind of second guess herself on this maybe they are rushing into it a little bit but i just think it's hilarious that most girls complain that their ring isn't big enough and this you know young girl 20 something is complaining that her ring's too big 
Yeah. Well, it's like, aunt, oh, first world problems. That's you know? spot on. Is it, is it really about the ring? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely about the ring. But you could see that hesitation mm-hmm. that, oh, there's well. something else going on. Yeah. And we saw it a few moments of it every time she was talking to Ryan or talking to Christina that there were moments where she was just not really fully into it. And whenever she got asked a question that she was questioning and there was a moment where that hesitation and that look on her face, mm-hmm. can, you can see that she's questioning everything. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. Well, I was going to question Brian's motives behind getting the ring and a ring of that size because I think you know, last week we saw them at that party that they had in the studio and he saw how, you know, close she was with the band and stuff. So I kind of started questioning maybe he w- he's insecure in it. So he went and got this ginormous ring because the first people who see it um, on Amber's hand are the members of the band mm-hmm. going, whoa, what's and that? that you know, it's kind of like when you know, she came home, like, what did the band say? Yeah, about what did the band say? Ring? So he's mm-hmm. kind of like a dog. He's marking his territory to, like, let people know, even though Amber you know, isn't the kind who would go off and cheat on him or anything. Yeah. That's so it's just questions their whole relationship. Because he felt like, oh, I, I gave all this to you because I thought you'd like it. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, of course, is forced to grow up so fast. She's thinking, we're going to get married. We need money. Let's be rational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can understand Amber's reasoning, but we know she she's just like her mother. She questions everything, and she has to look deeper into the fact that maybe your husband, your fiance, was just being super kind and nice, mm. and it was just a real nice act of generosity. But also, I think another reason why Ryan might have picked a big ring was that we know Ryan doesn't have like the best background the the best family life that he has and not as many friends Mm -hmm. and maybe i i think it kind of makes me believe that he he didn't really come from a family of wealth and so now that he has any money he'll spend it on someone he really does truly care about because he didn't have that family support he didn't have that family unit and now that he has amber he's going to do anything to show his true love Mm -hmm. especially Um, with the past couple episodes with her mother weighing in and not really approving mm-hmm. i feel like he feels mm-hmm. like he has something to prove and the easiest way to do that is get a big giant ring big ring. yeah because <laughs> i don't know i i get that you know he had the childhood and stuff that wasn't ideal and he wants to spend his money but he was never in a rush to go get her a ring in the first place until he saw her with mm-hmm. those guys yeah and that was what sprung him into action like oh now i need to put something on it so that you know, a disclaimer so people automatically know and there's no hidden lines or blurred lines, you know, for anyone knowing that, you know, she is taken, she's off the market, she's mine. Yeah, and that goes to show his insecurity. Mm-hmm. And so, but Amber convinces him to return the ring, downsize it, not upgrade it, downsize it, and have some of the money left for their future finances that they'll eventually need. And Sarah, oh, sorry, Sarah, not Sarah. Amber, they're so alike. Mm-hmm. Amber, she's like, are you okay? And she can obviously tell that Ryan's a little upset because he did such a nice thing. Also agreeing to return the ring and getting a smaller size. And he's just sitting in a corner kind of sulking a little bit passive aggressively. And be like, no, I'm just going to enjoy this beer. <laughs> yeah, what did you say that for being, like, he's joining the Bravermans, but yeah, he... Yeah, he's very anti-Braverman for a Braverman. That's the <laughs> like, very last thing they do. Let's talk about it. Let's talk it out. He's like, let me sit here in the corner by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Think, it's like, clearly we know something... That bodes well. Yeah, something's going on. Um, angry Ryan in a corner sulking is never good for anything. 
But I, I'm glad that Ryan didn't, like, lash out in real anger. Yes, he's upset, but he's not throwing fits or any physical... Yet. No, f- no not yet. Well, yeah. let's hope not. It doesn't go down that dark path. But, uh, yeah, so the the ring's returned. She got a smaller size, and Ryan's upset about it. So Did I she just, even get a new one? No, he didn't even... He just said, yeah, he's got to find the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We didn't see a new one this Mm-mm. week tonight but. but maybe we'll see it maybe they'll come back to that uh, so i just want to take a quick minute to thank everybody on itunes and youtube for listening to us uh, so please go to AfterBuzz tv uh parenthood after show and download rate comment and subscribe and subscribe to the other 60 shows that we're also doing here <laughs> only at 60 a only week 60. <laughs> that's nothing so uh yes thank you for listening and uh, we love all the comments you guys have been amazing on itunes and uh thank you for listening to us and tell a friend it helps us grow here at after buzz we love parenthood and i'm glad that we're doing this show me too so and uh, so let's get into joel and julia oh my goodness okay We've seen these past few episodes. They're they're on the rocky side of their relationship. We see them slowly drifting apart, and tonight they're really kind of going at it. They're so disconnected right now. They and are. when they're disconnected, I feel disconnected because I don't even know whose side I'm on in this fight anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so, so yeah. torn. I'm so, so torn so between muddy. the two. I don't know which side. Every day I'm like, well, you know, she brings up a good point here, but he's bringing up a good point here but she's right no he's being a jerk you know it's just i don't joel is also very hot or cold like he's either a hundred percent the most awesome husband ever mm-hmm. or he's yelling at her and telling her that every decision she makes is horrible so it's like, yeah oh. yeah so the um their bigger biggest concern tonight's episode that victor but we see he's been struggling in school with his reading level and whatnot and they're saying that they're probably going to hold Victor back a year and he has to repeat the fourth grade over again or stick him back into the fourth grade level. And Julia's not happy. She She's dreading it and she, she corners that one teacher yeah. who, who has that answer. And finally, the teacher, do you think it was right of the teacher to say that? Uh, to say the I possible result? I understand why she did and the whole time she was saying, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. But when Julia, I mean, she pretty much put her in a corner and said, I can't sleep. I can't yeah, eat. She's Tell already me. The Britons are down. really good at being relentless. <laughs> they, they are. They will they not way. go without an answer, any questions unanswered. Yeah, and she was already kind of crying at that point. Uh-huh. And we find out that the teacher said probably they're going to hold Victor back. And the first person <laughs> Julia finds comfort in is Ed. I loved how he just happened to show up at the perfect time. I mean, and he happens to console her. With the hug I mean, that goes on just a little, a little too like long. that half a second yeah. too long, where you're like, "Ugh, let go!" And then and even resting his head on her head, head. Like, they got really close. Like, oh, I'm gonna go talk to my husband now. Mm-hmm. And, and then, <laughs> and then there was a moment of awkwardness. Yeah, like, oh, did it really need to go there? Yeah, just a little <laughs> too much. But I mean, I. I get, you know, the whole Ed thing, you know, he, you know, they're there working in the garden or, you know, their sustainability thing. And then he's, you know, he's the one who finds her and she's already in tears. How do you not tell someone why you're crying? It's just that hug that lasted 
that extra second too long and it just got too comfortable. Well, that's going back to how Sarah doesn't really have very many friends. None of them really do. Mm -hmm. And it seems like Ed is Julia's first friend. She doesn't really know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yeah, so Ed consoles her and she calls uh, Joel. And then, you know, when Joel and Julia are back at home, Julia tells Joel about Victor probably being held back. They go at it. They go at it. That was an intense fight. That was an intense That was... Things were said. It was so intense because I love Joel and Julia, and to see them fight breaks my heart, and I'm like, they are so good together, and to see this rift between them, oh, it's hard to watch. I did think that, I mean, Joel clearly is factoring in things from the past now, you know, Mm -hmm. things that, you know should have been talked about when they happened. Like, bringing up the fact that, you know, no one told you to, yeah, no point, you know, no one told you to quit your job. It's like, well, I mean, she had to choose between her job and her children. And her bringing up the fact that they can't afford Afford private private school, school. I think that's a legitimate argument. You know, like, she didn't mean, like, your salary. She's just saying, like, on just your salary, we can't afford to send a kid to private school. That's like, can they... That's like sending a kid to college these days. Private schools are ridiculously priced. Yeah, they they are. And Um, she was the one from the get-go that said at the beginning of the year, let's pull them out now. So, of course, Joel resented that because she was right. Yeah, there was a lot of low blows to each other, Mm -hmm. which makes it – it just shows how bad this relationship has escalated to the point where they're just kind of going at it at each other, that they're just so not on the right page anymore. They need to go on a weekend retreat just to get recharged. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the pressures of his job are affecting his abilities. I think Joel's struggling right now with the balance because he's at work so much and he still wants to feel like he has the control of the family. Well, not control, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's there. Because when Julie was telling him in the beginning previous episodes towards the beginning of the year you know i'm here with victor i'm here helping him and watching him struggle i really think this like holding him back is the best thing to do he didn't want to see it because he's you know doing so much work that the fact that he's not there is killing him but instead of actually stay at home dad yeah Yeah, and he used to be that guy so Mm -hmm. it's killing him that he's not there and instead of just accepting the fact that julia might know a little bit more because she is there he's just fighting her on every little thing and then you know she's a lawyer she's not going to back down so she's going to take the jabs back so oh yeah and and joel he he's working hard and he wants to bring home the bacon support the family and then julia saying we can't afford Mm -hmm. something as serious as private school on your salary that that was just a a emotional blow to him Mm -hmm. and then because we know julia she's handling everything joel's not accepting that he doesn't really like it and saying that all the decisions that julie has made have been bad yeah that's do you think that's true thing to say is to say that's all a serious of your accusation. decisions are yeah. wrong stay out of it that i don't was rough. yeah that was rough but do you think that's true well no because no. if they would have pulled victor out at the beginning of the school year it would have been way easier for him i feel like joel kind of has some resentment against julia because neither one of them is happy in their current role. She wants to be working. He wants to be at home. Mm-hmm. And they've had to reverse it. And mm-hmm. they kind of both blame each other a little, I think. There is a lot of blame game going on right now. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, I think Joel, he's just, he can't get over the fact that he hasn't been able to support the family as much as he wanted. 
He was a stay-at-home dad, but he couldn't support the family financially. And now that he's working hard, trying to support the financially, he can't help with the life mm-hmm. decisions. The yeah. So he, he really can't win either way he does it. What really hurt my heart about this whole thing tonight was when Julia, you know, ran after him after, you know, it was Saturday morning and she was making breakfast and he had to go to work. Mm-hmm. And she ran after him and was like, hey, we can't keep doing this. The kids are noticing. And he's like, well, it's not on my part. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, dude, like your kids are noticing the tension and the fighting. That's my phone. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> That's a good point, Lois. <laughs> yes, That's a point for me. Um, you know, they're noticing all these things that are happening and going on. And it was almost like he wanted to just blame Julia for that, too. You know, instead of just taking a second to stop and breathe and realize that Julia is not just hounding you for no reason right now. Like, you guys need to work something out because your kids are and he being affected. Yeah, he said he's not on it's, her team yeah. because he said, I'll be there for my son when she's saying we need to be united front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, you know it's serious when your kids are getting involved because that's the last thing parents want to do is to affect their children. Mm-hmm. And then, because the, children always know. Mm-hmm. And even though they may not understand everything that's going on, they know. And it is still Especially them. Sydney. She's like oh, a yeah, little genius. Yeah. So precocious. Brat genius. <laughs> yeah, she is. That's what she is. She's a 45 year old woman in a tiny little girl body. Yeah, and, and making a deal that Victor will be held back in her grade. So, and so unfortunately, they do, Joel, Joel and Juliet, they put their arguments aside and do have to have a sit down with Victor and having him, the, the sad realization that they're probably going to have to hold him back. And that was so heartbreaking to watch. And Victor. Oh, the, we, all the stuff that he's gone through and then now being held back. Can we talk about that actor? The kid so who plays amazing. Victor God. in that scene? Zola. So amazing. Zola, and we are going to have Zola in studio next week. Oh, yes. look at us. So what, we can talk to him about that. That scene was amazing. He did so good. So yeah. good. He held his own, you know, with two, you know, veteran actors, like to be that young and still that compelling he was amazing in that, that cast scene. is just phenomenal yeah i mm-hmm. think it's the best ensemble cast on tv you can't pick a favorite character because no. they're all yeah. so good they're, they're, all, so they're good. all amazing and i i do give it to um because i've never been held back and, and so i don't know the situation but it was so believable so because being so young and having that that's that realization that you're gonna mm-hmm. be held back like what about my friends and you know he's just trying to figure himself out in this new school that he was just put into this yeah. year and because you're literally one day on friday you're in class with your friends on monday you're in class with your class. sister in a whole new class and not even just a whole new class a whole new class and a grade that, yeah you. a grade level that you already have done and everyone notices like it's not just hey you're not in our fifth grade class anymore you're in the other teacher's classes no why are you in the fourth grade now there's gonna be Mm -hmm. so many questions that he's gonna have to answer even on his baseball team you know when he goes back to that Mm -hmm. you know the same kids from there usually in your elementary school class too the year having gone by too that's a long time and even he realizes it he's like but the school year's halfway over Mm -hmm. how am i going back that yeah that's that's rough. So I think it'll be a good it'll be a good storyline watching his transition. I just wish that they because they did throw around the idea of hiring a private tutor. I don't know where that would lie in their finances if they can afford mm-hmm. that, but I think it would have been nice to see them trying because mm-hmm. we, we know that they've been sitting down with Victor and helping, but to have that external factor also helping and then realizing no, we've done everything that we can. Mm-hmm. 
and now we have to hold him back. I just would have wished we saw that. I hope they go back to the dynamic with Victor and Zeke, too, like from the the last episode. I thought that was so cool, how Zeke was helping him out. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll get that. Maybe maybe they might get into a little bit of predictions, but maybe because of trying to cope with being held back, that he'll spend more time with Zeke, and Zeke will be the one comforting Victor and be like, it's okay, we're still going to work on this. And yeah. we're still gonna have fun like we normally, like we normally do. So uh, let's talk about Christina and her campaign. Ah, oh, Bob Little, what a Bob Little, <laughs> you politician, you dirty, dirty man, dirty politician, dirty politician. So oh, never yeah. trust them with their smiling faces when they look all sweet and innocent like Bob mm-hmm. Little. They always are just disgusting people. So we we start with Christina that she's up two polls, uh, two points in the polls, which is she's really close to Bob and she can possibly win this. And then we get the immediate news that from three years ago, like second season, when uh, Adam had punched that rude man in the grocery store for calling his son a retard, that 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 boils back up to the surface and comes out into the public and brings Christina down a bit. I did points. like his remix. Um, of him get the get off my lawn remix. <laughs> they would do that. That was kind of awesome because that's exactly what happens whenever anyone does anything now. It's always made into the like auto tune auto tune remix. Like so. Crosby was singing it to rub it in <laughs> later. I was like, that's pretty awesome. So that was fun, but um, yeah. I mean, I think that what he did, you know, it's always funny how you can take something out of context and make it seem so wrong and so horrible you know make him seem like such a bad guy but when you hear the context of the backstory with mm-hmm. it even the even the picture that you know was of them t- of the and two of them yelling insane. as soon as i saw that i was like they're at a soccer game yeah because you could just tell by the you know it's like they're clearly at a sporting event of some kind they're not actually angry like screaming like at a neighbor they finally mentioned hattie yeah they just like, yeah, she's hattie. been yeah, she's, gone in college and they kind of yeah they never even bring her up so no. it's like oh yeah but so <laughs> uh they go back to adam and they, they took it at like face value bay. like either way you look at it he punched a man he assaulted mm-hmm. a man and that just looks bad either way you put it but then when you yes put it into context and then the and so it really infuriates Christina to the point where she's thinking of digging up Bob Little's past and having dirt on Bob for his affair with Amber. I don't yeah. like. I like how teenage Amber even teen, Amber. Yeah, teenage teenage 19, Amber. At that point, Amber was nineteen and Bob was mm-hmm. an adult. And to the, do you think Christina would have gone through it? No. Bringing up that, I'm glad to... that she didn't. I think that that is that attests more to her character. I just love her character so much yeah. too. It's yeah, against I... her to go negative like that, um, and so I'm glad that she stuck to her morals because she's been sticking to her morals mm-hmm. throughout the whole campaign. So you can't just blow it at the end, just you know, to get your way. But I did appreciate that even Amber came up to her and was like, "Hey." I love Why aren't that. you using this? Mm-hmm. I love the character progression for mm-hmm. Amber. Like, you think the first seasons when yeah. she's running around as a big rebel, and now she's saying, hey, you're my family. I'll sacrifice my own yeah. privacy mm-hmm. to help you. Especially with mm-hmm. all the drama awesome. she has going on with Ryan yeah, and, right. you know, just yeah. not knowing how he would react to 
hearing news like I that. I did. That was my first thought was, shouldn't you talk to <laughs> yeah. Ryan first? Let's get yeah, to open, whole, up yeah, open up about this, that. this whole thing. So, and so, so Christina agrees not to do that because I love her reasoning behind it. Be like, no, I am a good person. That's not who I, that's not what we're, I'm running against intolerance. Mm-hmm. And her whole platform is about strong values, and she has to show that her strong values, and she did that tonight, showing that I, for a split second, I thought she was actually going to do it, that she was going to dig yeah. it up on, um, dig up all these things about Bob Little, because we saw that little confrontation when she goes to Bob and just tells him off in front of everyone. That was great. Mm-hmm. And, but Bob said that, no, you, you'll never bring, bring up that because I know you and you're not that kind of person. So that whole conversation made me really think that Christina was going to do it. Be like, oh, I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. And, but Christina ends up not doing it. Is that a good move or? Bad move. I don't know. I feel like it's got to come up at some point. It's got to. Like I feel like it shouldn't come from her. I feel like Amber should come out and just say, "Hey, my aunt isn't going to say anything. She wants the best for everything." This is a flat out prediction, but Heather's leaking the story. Mm, That's a good. I flat out think that Heather's still going to go out there and leak it to the media. Heather knows now. Heather knows now. On so I think on her game. Sprinkle mm-hmm. it in there, not say like from you know a direct source, but she'll sprinkle it in there to she'll get it out it. there. She'll leak it. Yeah, that's that's my flat out prediction. Sorry prediction. to jump ahead, but yeah, that's but what no, I think that's a good. Happen. So Christina didn't do it because she she still believes she's gonna win, but even though she dropped four points, yeah. Um, and I want to give I, a quick shout out because I noticed um the the reporter who asked her the question at her press conference was Emmett Miller, formerly of KTLA 5 Morning News Team. <laughs> and I used to watch that all the time. I was like, hey, that's Emmett! So they did use, like, a real local real reporting. reporters for the scene. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's great. I would have never known that. Yeah, well, but yeah. Thanks for that little tidbit. <laughs> little fun fact. I bring all that I can to the after show for Parenthood, you know. That's I'm not on set all the time like these girls <laughs> yeah, over here. But <laughs> that's my two cents. That's Meanwhile, awesome. we're watching I'm like, is that on our backlog? <laughs> so we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that because I love hearing all about it. But so to finish off, we have Jabbar. He likes to do ballet, just like his mother. That was that's actually really cute because you know yeah. I did ballet when I was a kid and I had guys in my class. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, I loved Crosby's sort of you know. He reacted the typical way that you'd expect Crosby <laughs> yeah. to react. You'd be like, man, I don't want my son to be playing basketball, like, mm-hmm. you know, do something motocross or something like and that. Cros- and Crosby's be like, it- it's okay if you're-, you're just doing it to spend time with your mom. Like, you, you could do other things. Yeah, which, I mean, part of me was thinking because all of Jabbar's answers to the questions were about mm-hmm. the things he did after. It's like mm-hmm. my favorite part is when we drop off <laughs> my yeah. sister. And, and then my eat. other favorite part is that we go to Burger and Pie and, you know, mm-hmm. we get this. Eat all the mom. Yeah, so it's like, well, maybe he is just doing it to spend more time with his mom. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you see that he actually gets a lot of joy out of it. I mean, a kid actually practicing in the kitchen before class. Yeah. 
I mean, doing his plie. Yeah, yeah. Benjamin's I mean, playing awesome. his video games. Like, yeah. do 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 a plie. Do a plie. And that was funny. Like Crosby trying to do plie, <laughs> yeah. playing the game. So just applying. That I love that conversation too that Crosby had with Adam when Adam was saying, mm-hmm. you know, they're not always going to be interested in what you're into. I wish Max would have been into baseball, but he's into mm-hmm. bugs. So I got into bugs. I was like, that's just such a good line. Yeah. Like that's just. And yeah, and that just goes parenting. to show, like, yeah, being that true parent. And, like, you may not enjoy what your kids are doing, but you still have to support them. Mm-hmm. And I think they definitely show that tonight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we see Jabari, he's having fun uh, at the dance studio, wherever that is. I would have loved to see, um, you know, how Jabari turns into ballet. But if Aida turned into like some really masculine sport, like football or something, yeah. like she, she, she's the tomboy, that would be fun to see. That would be fun to see. I am just also glad that Aida is not crying so loud now. <laughs> yeah. They had that whole episode, and after I was like, is this baby going to be crying this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute moment when Crosby was like, chest bump. Yeah. <laughs> chest bump with Aida. Yeah, and <laughs> it was, it was kind of scary because <laughs> he is a new dad in real life and the way he was holding that baby I was like it looked like he was gonna drop the football <laughs> like, I was scared for the baby's life and I was like you're a new dad you should I don't know how to hold a baby but I just feel like if they I should... imagine that's not it yeah I imagine that her sideways <laughs> like sideways dangling down wasn't was cute, a good though. call but it was cute that was a, a really cute moment <laughs> despite the fact how he was holding the baby yeah. so I uh, yeah, so it's just fun, nice, and that's where we end the episode. Uh, Jabbar's in class and enjoying it, and Crosby agrees to be there and show his support. And he, making seeing Jabbar happy makes him happy. Yeah, and that's what it's about when you're a parent. You know, mm-hmm. you're like they said. You know, you're not going to always agree with what your kid's doing, but as long as you show them the support and love, and they know you have their back, then you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, and, and that's I love what, that big smile. The yeah, one Jasmine smiles, just kind of leans like, her oh, head thanks on for being cool just about a cute it. Little couple, they too. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anything else with this episode? It was a really good episode. It it, was. it wasn't as emotional. I mean, we saw Victor being held back. I think that was the mm-hmm. the hardest scene mm-hmm. to watch. But the, overall, it w- it was a nicer kind of. It also had a lot episode. of setup, so it. Yeah, you know, I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. So let's go into some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. So I have a couple pictures, but before we do that, um, Dax Shepard, obviously who plays Crosby, he was on the Conan O'Brien show two days ago, November 12th. And it was a fun, a little bit weird interview, <laughs> but it was fun. They were talking about, and yes, I'm saying this on air, uh, butt humping. <laughs> <laughs> they talked about butt humping for a good five minutes. I'm like, okay, let's get off of this topic. But go watch the interview. It's online. Conan O'Brien show. I'm not kidding. That's where the Oh my gosh, went. I gotta go watch this. Yeah, I gotta see it, it. It was funny to say the least. And then Crosby... Uh, Crosby. Dax was talking about um, he was having some Twitter beef with some of his fans because he was kind of critical about the beefy men in uh, the Expendables movies. So, uh, even though he said that like he loves looking as bearded as this may sound, he, he loves 
uh, muscular men. Like he he admires that, mm-hmm. you know. He he really respects that. And then talking about the the big muscular men and the movies Expendables is that they're they're too big that they can't run. <laughs> so they're they're just like they move slow even though they're big. So I don't know. That's just where that whole interview went. It was it's a funny interview. I I swear. But um yeah. So go look it up. It was fun to listen to. And then also, I believe someone tweeted at me that Jason Ritter, who obviously plays Mark Sear, is going to appear in an episode. He's coming back. He is coming yes! back. Yes! yes. I didn't know that. I love him. Yeah. Why did she ever break up with him in the first place? I know. Why she, she chose Sierra <laughs> chose Hank, and Hank. then they all Hank? they all broke up in the same episode. Yeah. And yeah. you knew that was going to backfire. So I Too think much. I think it'll be interesting to see Mark I come back. Because, mm-hmm. yes, oh, who doesn't love Mark? Awesome. Such a man. And Jason Ritter is just awesome. Too. Yes. Amazing. I met him at a party once, and we ended up playing video games the whole time. And oh, when we turned around, the party was over. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, That's thanks awesome. for playing nerd games with me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so he he's going to come back. I think it'll be interesting to see how he... He and Hank and Sarah mm-hmm. end up together because they're obviously going to have those three back into the same room, and that's going to just cause yeah. awkward drama that we all love to watch. And uh, so I also have some fun pictures that the cast and the show has t- tweeted out. Oh. May Whitman tweeted out on her Instagram and Twitter um, this picture of Ryan and her. It's like a throwback Thursday. To is that his um, character from Friday Night Lights? That she's uh, Riggins. Um, I I believe so. I was gonna ask you. I was like, do you guys yeah. know who Riggins is? Yeah, I, that's the th- first thing. Oh, there's a monitor right in front of me, so okay. I don't have to turn around. I'm special. Um, I I'm, same yeah. I'm gonna assume that's what it was. I I sadly never watched Friday Night Lights. I gotta catch I up on the Netflix, first but <laughs> um, but I know he's a alum of that. So a lot of his fans, I I feel like that's a that's throwback funny. to that, probably, which is cute and funny and. Part of me wishes they were dating in real life. I know. They're, re- they're just they're so really damn cute. cute. And then the second ep- uh, second picture, sorry, that uh, Sam Jaeger uh, tweeted out a um, picture of the studio. And he said, subtle, um, subtle advertising. advertising, you know, promotional <laughs> things for his, huge. for parenthood. They're, they're giant. They're all over the place, too. Yes, and if you guys aren't watching it's us... It's not their stage 44. Uh, stage 44. Oh, yeah. If you guys are listening on iTunes, I highly suggest you go to YouTube and check out these photos. Yeah, he's pointing at this humongous, massive sign of parenthood telling Fun story about that watch. soundstage. 43 is right next to use both of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where they shot Coach with Craig T. Nelson. Oh, wow. So he came back to the same soundstage. They have a plaque outside. It says coach on it. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. awesome. I see. I love that information. Thank you for being here, for telling (laughs) us that. And then our last photo, we have (laughs) Mae Whitman also tweeted out, how could you say no? I wouldn't. No, it, yeah, it's a picture of Ryan proposing with a ring. I wouldn't say no. How could you say no? That's that's a nice ring. I would not definitely take it back. (laughs) Yeah, definitely say yes to the ring. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) yes to the man, too. I mean, come on. So, uh, yes, fun photos. We'll post them up on the website. If you didn't, if you aren't watching us on YouTube, which how can you not? I mean, seriously. And, uh, yes, yeah, so that's it for news and gossip. Unless you have any fun stories to tell us from yeah, no. you, your eyes and ears on the set, too. Uh, what's, what's your take on, uh, giving tours on the set? What do you enjoy most? I it? love it. That's 
this show is phenomenal because they open their doors to us and let us go in, which is a real rarity and a real mm -hmm. privilege for mm -hmm. us. So I always sneak in and I look at all the props and everything that they have set up. Do you steal their crafty? Huh? Do you ever steal their crafty? No. No. <laughs> no. That's what I, I would, I would make an A-line for the crafty table. Totally. <laughs> Be like, all right, what kind of goods are you guys are working with over yeah, here? Seriously. Uh, what's your favorite set piece or something that you love pointing out to? I, I love the dining room table. I always point that out because all the chairs are mismatched and they've added, like they sanded down so it would look like the kids had jumped on it and played on it more. Oh, Because wow. it's supposed to be an old, and they even have a 1920s style light switch by the doorway since it's supposed to be a 1920s style house. Oh, wow. That they never point out on the show, but you can catch little glimpses of it. Yeah, oh, that's like, cool. I love that, that, that stuff. stuff. <laughs> I love that stuff. So, yes, thank you for Oh, and something that we noticed um, when we were watching the episode, the, oh, the yeah, sign, the marquee. the marquee, when they were when Amber and Ryan were walk, walking out of the um, movie theater. Oh, yeah. It said, yeah. Paul Mazursky's An Unmarried Woman enemies a love story and we thought that was the yeah. funniest title ever so then <laughs> Since she had just gotten married yeah. we were like yeah. okay so a little yeah so then <laughs> we did a little research and what did you find out yeah that's at it's those are two actual movies that were directed um by paul mazursky Angel angelica houston starred in one of them oh, great actress oh and another so. thing that i forgot to point out last week like i keep adding more stuff to this news um last week we found out that parenthood is nominated for parent people's choice awards yeah yeah so go vote for i believe it's favorite tv drama and i don't remember the other nominees in that category but go to people's choice awards and vote for parenthood because we the love other nominees show. don't matter it's all about no, parenthood it's all about so, parenthood yeah. so it's uh, parenthood and then some people who didn't win that's all we <laughs> yeah. seriously so uh, yes go vote parenthood go vote bravermans and so let's get into some predictions and now you're after buzz tv predictions well, Tiana, I know you have a few, but we'll go with Elena first. What do you think is going to happen? I think that uh, definitely the Ryan situation is going to escalate to the point that she's just done. I think she's, yeah, they had the little the snippet for coming up next week. Mm -hmm. Looks like Ryan kind of fell back in his old ways, yeah. his pills, his violence. I feel like Amber, she's attracted to those bad boys like her mom. She's been kind of flirting with the guys in the band. All the ladies on the show seem to have kind yeah. of a guy on the side that they're kind of flirting with. Mm -hmm. But I think Ryan, I think they're too much on the rocks. I think everybody in her family has kind of called it from the get-go, and they all know her a little better than I think she knows herself. Yeah. But I, what I appreciate we'll about the rest of the family is that they're not like um, Sarah, where they're voicing it in a way that's kind of making her rebel <laughs> right. against it. You know, you know, um, Christina was very subtle and like, are you sure that's the only mm -hmm. thing? You know, it's like, you gotta be a little subtle with these girls, you know, or else they're gonna run off and mm -hmm. disappear. Do you think Christina's gonna win? That's what my prediction's gonna be about. I don't know which way the election's gonna go right now because they have it looking like Bob Little's gonna win. I think Christina's gonna win the election yeah, next I week. Think I was gonna say, Christina. Yeah, I was gonna say because it is parenthood. Christina's gonna win. I think so somehow too. she she's the underdog that always wins, and well, I shouldn't say always, but she's the underdog that we're all rooting for. This is Parenthood, and I think yes, the story's gonna slip about Bob Little and his whole romantic affair with Amber. That's yeah. gonna 
come out to the public some shape or form, whether Heather leaks it or not. And uh, I like that's that's gonna that. yeah, yeah move Christina up the the polls and have her win. I think so, but part of me thinks that they're gonna have Bob win because Christina beat cancer. Like she can't get I, it all, you know. Like the, I feel the like, stories have to be. I feel like balanced. she's gonna win, but as Adam kept saying, the stress of it, the stress of this, oh, okay. da, 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 that's gonna wear you down. I think it's gonna the stress of being mayor is gonna mm-hmm. start affecting her health. Yeah, and yeah, we had predicted in past after shows that she might have a can- another cancer scare. Yeah, like and another I feel relapse. like that's how they would do it because they don't want to have all negative things for Christina, yeah. yeah. obviously. Yeah, you know, but then you can't have it all positive because you know she beats cancer. Max won his election. Like you know, there's mm-hmm. too much winning going on that I think they might try and throw a curveball but then it's obvious that they want to throw a curveball so mm-hmm. I just I mean I guess I'll wait till next week to yeah, find too out many, too many things and so thank you for listening to us and watching us uh, where can we all find you to keep the conversation going you can find me on twitter at at Elena Jordan A-L-A-N-A spelled like Alana it's Elena Jordan and you can find me on twitter and instagram at Tatiana Hoffman and thank you, Elena, for joining yes, us. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Yes, this was fun. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz on After, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those social media websites at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you, Phil, for engineering. We will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 